Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to Cup of Joy, the podcast. I'm your host, Heidi B, and on this show, we'll talk truth on tough topics to help you normalize and navigate the junk and invite you to choose epic joy on the daily. Because let's be honest, life gets to be a whole lot of both. We'll jam on beliefs, breakups, body image, and so much more to create breakthroughs and become the truest you. Like my mama B always says, put a smile on your face and joy in your heart. Let's start. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Cup of Joy, the podcast. Today, I have an amazing, amazing woman. She is not only a long-term mentor of mine, but also a wellness leader, breathwork queen, in my opinion, mom of three, Miss Cheryl. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, I'm so happy and excited to be here yet again. It's just, yeah, highlighted my day. Uh, Mine too. I know that this conversation is going to go down many trails, but basically what we want to jam on today, you guys, is moving toward what you want and making it happen. And I can tell you from personal experience, not only has Cheryl helped me move toward what I want recently, but also for the three and a half, four years that she's been in my life. And I've watched her as a woman, as a leader, as a coach, as a facilitator, as a mom, and so many, wearing so many different hats, helping so many humans move forward, have breakthroughs and make stuff happen. And after experiencing it, real time myself, uh, just about a week ago, you and I had a really powerful conversation just because we love each other. We hadn't seen each other for a couple months. And we were like, let's, let's connect and not talk about, um, job or anything like that. Like, let's just see what's happening in life. And as a result of that conversation, both of us left with this, um, well, I'll talk about how I left our conversation. You can talk about how you left left feeling, I left feeling clarity. I left feeling uh, momentum. I left feeling inspired. And I left feeling like I was ready to actually take action and move forward with the things that I had literally been sitting on Cheryl for months, just sitting on them. So we can get into that in a little bit. But how did you feel leaving our conversation last week of just being able to talk about what you were experiencing in every life? Uh, it's so cool that you were talking about being uh, energized and inspired to take action. And I felt that, but more than anything, it's the not that, the hashtag not that, that it was that I felt in my body, that, that visceral, I don't want to do that. I am not going down that path. And so as soon as I was really clear and had the clarity about, I don't want to do that, it just freed up so much energy because that's the piece I find so much like that just like amplifies that resistance. When we feel like we need to, we feel like we should, we, you know, the people pleaser, the way this is the way to be an entrepreneur. And it's like all of those rules and expectations when that's really and truly not what my heart desires, wants, and, or I think the piece for me, is are the things that I'm not doing. The things that I wasn't doing are the things that I'm actually not doing because I don't want to do them. And so there was just so much clarity in speaking to you, which just opened up then the opportunity to connect, the opportunity to follow and just really have clarity on what I do want to do. So it was, it, it was both and. It was both Ooh, and. That's so good. That's so good. And I want our listeners to keep in mind that as we talk about moving forward and making things happen today, 
I want you to think about the fact that there's probably a space in your life where you want to move forward, whether that's your career, maybe it's a hobby or a passion project or a goal that you set way back in December or January or a desire, or maybe it's a relationship that is rebirth, that's renewing or ending that you're trying to move forward from. It can be literally be something that lights you up or something that you need to let go in order to move forward. So as you guys are listening, I want you to think of one area of your life right now where you feel stuck, where you feel stationary, where your soul is requesting you to send it some attention and intention and energy. And just keep that in mind as Cheryl and I move through this conversation, because I want it to be really applicable to whatever it is in your life that feels a little sticky or a little stuckness, or you've been thinking about it in your heart for so long. You know what I mean? Cheryl, it's like you and I both had things in our hearts that we hadn't even shared with each other, but it was just sitting there on the forefront of our heart and we were just ruminating on it. Right. And then you're, for me, my soul starts to go like, is this what I want or is it not what I want? And then you start to question it and then you start to spiral out and then you don't do anything. Nothing. That's the piece. And so the, the expectations that we put on ourselves holds that energy. And then we hear the whispers, but then we quiet them down. We don't listen. We don't create the space. We don't allow any of that divine um, truth to ignite. And I think that that, I think that's one of the pieces that I, what I love about you and what I love about Brittany, what I love about other women in my life that I love to connect to when we have our, our, you know, our jams that, you know, sometimes start out personal, sometimes start out very um, intentional from a business perspective, but it's, it, it allows us to really just be truthful with ourselves, to talk about what those fears are, to talk about what the, that resistance is. And then when we say it out loud, we realize sometimes just how silly it is and it doesn't actually, it's not true. It's not true. And we get to look at, well, whose voice is that? What, like, is that true? Is it mine? And then we realize that when we just take action to follow our heart, how things just open up. And that's one of the pieces for me in when I wanted to do the making it happen. And so in, in the sense of if I was to, we talked about, we're going to be all over the place, tangent moment. When I think about 2022, that the world was opening up again, I was planning my first live event off the tails of a live retreat, being in person, which is where my heart is. That's where my heart is, is live connection and in-person connection. And Omicron came and everything needed to be canceled and everything needed to be postponed, but we still want to and get to make things happen. And so how can we, how can we do that? And I don't believe as women, as moms, as leaders, as humans, as people, just because the world feels heavy and big and there's things that are outside of us doesn't mean that we still don't get to have the opportunity to desire, to connect, to live the life that we want and desire. Because the more we are grounded, certain, and we follow our hearts, we elevate the whole entire world. Mm. And so that's where that making it happen is like, well, like, let's just make it happen. How do we get to do that? What does that look like? How can that happen? Um, so yeah, I think just you and I connecting just 
is that ignition, is that spark. And now we get to see where it leads as we continue to connect. And I think as, uh, as listeners will continue to listen to this episode and bring out what's alive in their body. It's just so cool. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I love that you brought up kind of the state of the world too, because I was going to ask you, why is this topic of moving forward so important right now, right now? You know what? I've, I've really struggled. I have, you know, first off, social media is not the place that I want to live in any way, shape or form. I really want to be able to make an impact in that ripple from a word of mouth that he, she told someone who then told someone who then, right. And if that takes a slower, if it takes a longer amount of time, then so be it. But I really am not feeling that alive, right. In, in that social media space. And when I work with women from California and from Hawaii and from Minnesota, I think the only way that I would have connected and made an impact in those lives is through social media. So I have this like love, hate. And then when I think about the state of the world, I feel, and I'm feeling as um, a woman who is hundred percent Ukrainian with Russia invading Ukrainian and Omicron and convoys and COVID and inflation and just how heavy the world is, that there was a piece of me is, who am I to even open up the idea of wellness and personal growth and being our best and most authentic self when literally people are unsafe, dying, and are in, you know, in, in, in such, um, survival mode. And then it really dawned on me in a conversation with my, with one of my sons and just said, the more that we are grounded, the more that we elevate, the more that we can connect the in our four walls and in our neighborhood and in our community, in our city, province, country, the world, that will actually make a difference. And so that, that supersedes that is my light. And I just want to, and get to kind of move that forward. And, you know, it was interesting. I was thinking about this earlier. Things were difficult. Life was hard. There were stressors in our life before COVID, before Russia, before convoys, before um, so many different things that are out there before inflation, before gas was as expensive as it is. So how do we just bring more wellness into our space? How do we care for our bodies and care for the relationship? So as you mentioned earlier, what is it that feels stuck? The relationship, a passion project, you know, what about finances? That's a beautiful area that I love guiding and coaching women on right now, because it can feel there can be so much shame that is connected to that and choices that we make and alignment. And so it's just big and it's bold, but wellness feels so doable. And I think that's where my, that's where my focus is. And when we think about making things happen, it doesn't mean that we need to make things happen today or tomorrow. Sometimes knowing what we want, sometimes the biggest growth is being so still and just facing the direction of where we want to go. Ooh, that's so good. Just face the direction of where you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's super powerful because sometimes you don't even know what direct, you don't feel like, you know, what direction that is. And we'll talk about this in a minute, but yeah, I think that we do. There's just a lot of things that are piling up on top of our knowing and our truth. But I also think that 
like you said, state of the world and all the things, there's always going to be things. There's always <laughs> going to be media. There's always going to be social media. There's always going to be external noise. There's always going to be things. I mean, the the news is meant to get us into a state of a lot of different states, right? Uh, and depending on how you look at it, but it, it activates us a lot to take action or do different things or feel different ways. It's supposed to do it. That's its job. And I also look at this moment in time as um, the images that we see are also a reflection that what we have right now in our own personal lives here in the United States, I know you're over in Canada or wherever you find yourself in the world, that it's a reminder that as much as people may feel like there aren't as many freedoms or the voices aren't heard as much, it still is. It's still there. There are still so many opportunities. There is still so much safety and protection and uh, opportunities. I said that already, but things like that, where it's what perspective am I going to take right now? As I watch these images, I can do something there. I can do something in my own life, but it's a reminder that our life, it can change at any moment. Just that quick, it can change at any moment. So if we're not focused on creating clarity around where what we want to make happen and what we want to move forward, we're going to slow down the opportunity to actually create and design that life that we desire. And we deserve to step up and into those desires right now because there are people literally struggling to fight for their lives, right? Yeah. So let yeah. that be a reminder, right? Let that be a reminder I, of what we've got. How do we use that, right? How do we use, maybe use isn't the right word, but it's like, how do we witness actually? Ooh, and that gives me like goosies. Um, Cause I, I don't know of any known relatives, but I have ancestors in Ukraine. So I know that I do, but it feels so like, it feels untethering, but it's like, how do we witness? Um, I'm going to say the horror. How do we witness the, the uncertainty and yet still be certain and create the certainty in our own lives. And while, and I, I feel like us just sometimes facing in the directions, moving so incredibly slow, doing things, choosing relationships, and just noticing what we want in that place of our true self, our favorite self, because that is where everything is going to go. Everything is going to go without question, without question. Um, you know what? It's interesting. You, you spoke about creating, and one of the the kind of like the three things, the three I want to say the steps. That these are the pieces that when I think about making it happen, is first of all, is you need to know what you want. We get to create it. We get to know what it is. We get to create, and because if we don't know what we want, we're lovingly, sweetly never going to get there. So we need to desire. We get to desire, and as humans, we cannot. And I, you know, we can't do things on our own. We cannot do it like we are human. We are connectors. I feel like that's also what impacts even our own, our own being is that we're not in isolation because we need that connection. And so then we get to feel into that energy, right? If I, when I create and I know that I want and I desire a, a shift in a relationship, a shift in a career, um, right? I left the corporate world. That was super intentional. And it took time. And I, you know, when I noticed how I felt, how I noticed what I wanted and I desired, I created that. And I think one of the biggest pieces, and, and this is like, I want to say wisdom as I turn 49 this year, is that the things that we want don't necessarily happen today or tomorrow, but every little choice that we make 
creates that trajectory to where we get to go and what we want. There's a compound effort. There's a compound energy that happens when we choose, oh, this is what we're going to choose today. And whether or not it's as small as it needs to be. When I talked about finance, right? I do a savings challenge with my kids and with myself. And every week we add $1 to the amount. And so I think right now we're at $19 because we're at 19 weeks into the year. So that by the end of the year, it's going to be $1,300. Really easy to do. The compound impact of what we do, breathing, moving, nourishing our body, nourishing our soul, saying yes to what we want, saying no to where we don't, letting go of the people pleasing, all of those things have so much power. Um, so when we know and feel into that energy, we realize what's possible. We get into the energy and we get into the feel of it. We get excited again. So listeners, whatever that one thing was, you know and desire, maybe it's that you want to leave a job. Maybe you want to shift jobs. Maybe you want to turn there's so many women that I'm, that, that I'm guiding in this space that are turning towards their partners and husbands again, mm. right? In the motherhood space, the children are getting older and it's just like, ah, right? One of my questions I always ask, are you showing up as the woman or wife that you want to be in the, in the marriage that you want to create, in the life that you want to create? And if the answer is no in any capacity, then that's something you get to make happen. You get to move towards it. What is the outcome? Create it. Get into the energy of it, knowing how you feel. What are the smallest, most doable potential things that you can choose? And maybe you make a list of 10 things. You get to have five second kisses. Maybe you get to get up half an hour early and just have alone time because your teenagers stay up way later than you want to. There's so many different ways to be able to do that. And I think that the last thing that is so important to make things happen is we get to share we get to share it. We get to share it with those people that we trust in our circle so that they amplify it, plump it up as you would so that it brings life to it. Because if we want something and desire it and we never share it, it, it doesn't have the same life and that energy, that ball of um, truth, that ball of possibility just doesn't grow. And so sharing it with like-minded people is powerful. And then you start talking about it and then it becomes a reality. It just does, which is super exciting to me. Yeah. I know you can relate to this example because you and I are both runners or have been at some point in our Mm -hmm. life, meaning, you know, we, we got into running at some point. We love the challenge. We love the thrill of it. It's like, you start with a learn training how to do like one mile and then you become, Oh, I'm going to do a 5k and then I'm going to do a 10k and then I'm going to do a half marathon. And then, you know, it's kind of like this, um, very addictive sport, if you will, but it reminds Mm -hmm. me, I just think it's a very good, um, analogy of kind of what happens here where when I decided that I was going to run my first and only full marathon, which is 26.2 miles, like that's insane. That's just insane to me now that my body and my brain and my soul and my energy even sustained that once in my life. But I got, I I got to the point where I was like, I got to try, I want to try this. Okay. So I did the training and it was literally, literally physically and emotionally one step in foot of the other, front and foot of the other, 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 just keep going, just keep going, just keep going. And I remember feeling like, um, feeling like I I would never get there. I would never get there. I'd never get to the end, but that momentum of you just have to go a little bit further, a little bit further, a little bit further, but it didn't start with 26.2 miles. 
-hmm. It started with sitting at a pizza dinner with my husband at the time's uh, dad and sister and brother-in-law and saying, you guys, I'm going to run a marathon this year. And they went, you are okay, get it, do it. And then I went, oh shit. I just said that out loud. Yeah. That's the next thing that happened. You did. That, right? gave me that gave me goosey. Yes. And then, then you say it out loud and then you're like, oh no, now people are paying attention. Oh no, now people believe that I can do it, but I don't quite believe that I can do it. I kind, I almost believe I can do it, but now I just said it. So it gives it, it this, it get, but it also told my body, yeah, you do want to do that. Just yeah. like talking to you last week, saying these things out loud, it was like, you put it into two categories or three categories rather. You say it out loud to a trusted, safe resource, right? We don't go and just say it to all of our coworkers. We, we first start with that trusted, safe resource where I can say anything unfiltered. I can say it all. Even I can say it um, politically incorrect. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not filtered. And so then I say it out loud to a trusted, safe person like yourself or a coach or a mentor or a, or a family member, whoever. And I put it into three categories and I say, okay, whoa, hell yes. That was a full body, like you call it goosies, fire, whatever it is, or just yeah. the certainty that's like, okay, that was real. That's real. It might make you cry. It might make you freaked out, but you know, it's true. I want mm -hmm. that to be clear to everybody that it doesn't have to just be fireworks or goosebumps. It can be, whoa, this feels intense. Yeah. This feels wild you know it can feel like however it's going to feel but it's a yes yeah. it can feel like a heck no nope that was not for me whatever that feels like for you we can talk about that in a minute or it can be a no for right now mm -hmm. no for right now I'm going to table this I'm not sure it feels very indecisive it feels very negotiating so I'm going to table it so just being able to know when I said that out loud to loved ones, trusted loved ones and said, I'm going to do a marathon this year. My whole body was like, whoa, all the feels, but it's a heck yes. And now <laughs> we can move forward into that next phase. Like you said, where it's the building blocks, it's yeah. layering and layering and layering and layering on the practice emotionally, physically, spiritually, energetically to, to cross that finish line or to accomplish that goal and desire. Right. But it comes full circle. You start with telling somebody and you yes. end with telling somebody. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I think that I think that's the piece that we get to when you think about layering and practicing. We take in courage, we take in the feelings, we take in the fear, all of those things that come along with that, right? And we build trust and confidence when we practice what we what we do, what what we say we're going to do, we do, right? When we think about the items to make it happen. So here's the thing, and I, I was having this beautiful conversation with, with a, a dear friend, and we were talking about how the, how the universe lines up for us when we ask for what we want and we move. There's like an energetic, but we also get to take action. So yes. if, my, if my shoes never hit the pavement or the treadmill, it doesn't matter if the weather is perfect and there's like this divine universe and I got in uh, right before and I had early bird registration. It doesn't matter about those things. If I actually don't choose to do the, I'm going to say do the work and 
practice, right? We get to practice and take action. And I think that that's the piece, right? That, that evidence, that evidence of getting to do the evidence of putting the money away, right? Whether or not you're sitting there listening, going, wow, he's like this, my relationship with my partner gets to have some work. I actually want to feel closer. So what are the five things, three things? Like I like to get like really concrete. What are three things that are going to do that guarantee if there is any, Ooh, I'm getting all like getting, um, um, fired and excited because this is what happens when I do the making it happen. Everything feels possible. If you're wanting to turn towards your partner in any way, shape or form, I guarantee if you did one week of five second kisses, five seconds, do you know how long that is? One, 1,000, two, 1,000, three, 1,000, four, 1,000, five, 1,000. That's a long ass kiss. <laughs> you did right? When I think like, when is the last time do we? And so like, when you really like identify three to five things in every area or one area as your listeners are, are kind of like identifying a piece, whether it's starting that passion project, getting the garden ready that you thought that you never wanted to, but you're going to, whether it's putting that money away um, every week, there's so many possibilities when we actually identify those things, do it, share again that you did it to that same trusted person gives energy and this is the beautiful thing about the elevation of ourselves is that when we elevate we up level our own energy and then we share it with others and more people the more trusted people they are going to be more inspired by you and they will feel that there are things that are possible for them too and that will elevate the world which is my responsibility, which is Heidi, your responsibility. And that feels so good. It's okay. I was, I was actually having some text um, convos with a couple of my long-term clients that we had a VIP retreat and they're like, Cheryl, book it again. We need another retreat. And I'm like, okay, let's do it. And we talked about how it's okay not to be okay. Right. It's okay not to be okay. It's okay to even when sometimes the world is not also thriving, it's okay for us to thrive. Yeah. It is because that will elevate the energetics of the world in that meta way. Um, and that's okay too. Yeah. And I think along those lines, you just said something that, that hit home that's really important is making it happen. Moving forward doesn't always mean doing what feels really soothing to the soul. And, and what I mean by that is that if you are in a tough spot right now, moving forward might just mean crying about it, mm-hmm. right? It might mean screaming about it. It might mean calling that trusted, safe loved one and saying, I can't, I can't sleep the day away anymore. Instead of sleeping for 14 hours today, Cheryl, I'm going to commit to sleeping 12 hours today. I'm going to, I'm going to call you or I'm going to text you and let you know that I got up this morning and I put earrings in because this is so important to me because as I transition into joyfully divorced, which is my new brand, I remember sharing with you, Cheryl, that moment where I was literally laying on the bathroom floor And the most important thing was I was ready to move forward. I didn't know how, I didn't know what to do. And now that's what I help women do. But I remember thinking, okay, I just have to go outside today. I lived in sunny California. 
but I was sitting inside with all the shades pulled dark, just crying and just like torn up about my life. And my job that day was to not look good, to put on some sunglasses because it was sunny outside and just go walk for five minutes, just five minutes. And maybe just the next week, it was like feed myself a protein shake instead of a whole bottle of wine or drink one glass of wine instead of four. So it's like, wherever you're at today, you may be ready to turn and move into some really explosive, exciting things like a new job or a new relationship or, or, or like a lot of newness, or you may be in this state of healing and recovery and self-discovery that your move forward is just to do things a little bit different. Yes. You know what I, it, it's so interesting that you say that because what is that? That's the honesty piece. Sometimes it's the stillness. It's like facing in the direction when we really truly can be honest mm. that we're, this isn't how maybe we want to live our life. Are we showing up? And I go back to that question day in, day out. Are, am I showing up as the woman I want to be in the life I want to create? Mm. And if I am feeling really stuck. If I'm feeling unhappy, if I'm feeling that anxiety and depression, um, then I get to move towards what that looks like. And sometimes that might just be in the stillness of facing in the direction and feeling. It's interesting. I have nine practices of personal growth that I reference beginning and, and the opening. Those are the first two. Honesty is my third. Mm. Feelings fear, right? We get to, we get to feel. So what happens when we're honest? I love this. I'm happy. Excited. <laughs> I can't wait. Or shit. I'm really unhappy. I don't like this. I don't like the way this is going. And all along we need courage to be even able to move in this direction. So when I think about making it happen, courage is number one. Courage. Mm-hmm. We're living in this uncertain world. And yet there's so much certainty, certainty within. So as we feel, as we maybe have fear, I should, I shouldn't, that analysis that kind of goes on in our mind. Then one of my biggest areas I love to look at, this is one of my best um, practices. This is one of my, this is the, this is like the, the heart and soul of so much of what I do is the cost, the cost of staying exactly where we are, the cost of not moving and the cost, because That doesn't mean that we need to, again, like making things happen doesn't mean it's today. It doesn't mean that, oh gosh, I need to jump out of this or into something. It gets to be so at a place where we get to maintain that capacity and resiliency. So our nervous system is nourished and we plump up our ability to move and navigate through this thing called life. And so that's really, so when we know that the cost of staying where we are, then it's like, wow, again, then we come back into the feelings, we come back into the courage, we come back into the honesty of all of that. And then we surrender and we're like, okay, so if two less hours I'm going to spend inside and drawn in, I'm going to surrender into those two hours and I'm going to notice how I feel. And then the more we do that in that cyclical courage way and practicing right then we get to blossom eventually they will blossom in that area and then life gets to be like that right in every capacity it's just so so beautiful but it all starts with honesty yeah yeah I think I think the 
courage part is key too, because I think sometimes it takes courage to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oof, I really don't. That's, that's that saying it out loud to somebody part. Yes. And that's safe. Why that safety is so important because I have to be brave enough to speak it. And maybe you guys, it might be starting by speaking it out loud to yourself. Yes. So maybe I'm brave enough to not just think it, not just feel it, but go out for my daily walk or lay in bed just a little bit longer with my eyes open or closed, whatever feels good and actually say it out loud. Mm-hmm. Okay. This, that, this, that, and practice what that feels like in your body. I was going to ask you two really important questions and go in whatever order feels good for you. But what have you witnessed personally and professionally as a coach that are the most common roadblocks that get in the way of folks moving forward? And then what do the roadblocks feel like in your body? I can a hundred percent say um, from my experience and just from coaching is judgment of others, what others will think, yes. what, others, what others will think. Um, and there's, there's the, where do I go with that? So, so from, um, from moving careers, from ending relationships, from staying in relationships, right. And I want to kind of tie that into even just where, as you're moving to really serve and guide women, um, women who've been divorced, right. Right now, right. In, in my, you know, I have three, three kids, teenagers. So if I, th- I think about, you know, the, the collective of, of the women who are my friends, it's like those relationships, right. Get to have nurturing and nourishment to each other. Right. And that's really, so when we start talking about moving towards something and you say something out loud, it's like, I'm not happy here, or I love this part, or I don't love only working on my own in a solitary place at home anymore. That's my truth. And as soon as I said that out loud, right? But then what will others think of me? And then it becomes, but what do I desire? What do I need? How do I get to make this happen in a way that serves and gives to me, right? And so your question about how does that feel in the body, right? The judgment is like contract, like it's like, yes. it feels, this is what I, what I hear most. It feels like, con, you know, contraction or constriction in the heart and almost like a gut punch. It feels guttural. It's yeah. like, um, it's not, it's there, there's not any part that's exciting or opening or full, but small and, and tight. If yeah. I can explain, explain that, um, I think that from my experience, again, both myself and just as all the coaching that I've done over the years is really, really clear. What will others think? That can take over. Yeah, that can take over. It's interesting because when I think about this, I couldn't agree more. I think about like, what will others think? What I've tried to do since moving through my own healing journey is go, where am I judging myself? Because if others are truly a reflection of me, I'm just projecting out that it's not just what others will think. It's what I think they'll think. Yes. They may not think anything. And where does that come from? That comes from our own ego. So Mm -hmm. if we can, if you feel yourself asking the question, what will others think? Ask yourself, 
What am I choosing to believe? Mm-hmm. Where am I judging myself? Because nine times out of 10, I found that that is the quickest way to get myself back into an empowered state is to take ownership and go, whoa, okay, it's not my mom. It's not my sister. It's not what will, that may be true, but if I choose to believe that that there's a part of me that's judging, then now I'm actually back in the driver's seat. Yes. If I choose to believe that it's what other people are going to be thinking, now somebody else is driving the car and that doesn't feel good. It feels, it feels gross. So I think like the road, the roadblock at the root of that judgment is the beliefs. What am I choosing to believe? What am I choosing to believe that I'm not pretty enough, that I'm not smart enough, that I'm not lovable enough, that uh, nobody will ever love me again? You know, whatever it is, I'm too big for that. Whatever it is, you know, like those things, we call them limiting beliefs. Yeah. Are where so much of it comes from. And that's just noise. I think noise is a huge roadblock. Life's too noisy. Which is why when I, you know, as we started talking, even at the very, very beginning of this is like, how do we know? So we want, so we create what we want to desire. We bring awareness to, we slow down long enough to have an opening into what we want. We create it. We maybe make a list. We actually realize, get into the energy of it. We share it with ourselves. We say it out loud. We share it with those trusted, right? Like that is so important because if you're sharing that with someone that isn't that trusted resources you shared, right? It can be like, well, that's dumb. That's a stupid idea. Who are you two, right? And so when we think about some of those beliefs and we know that there's that energy, one of the biggest tools that I've used in my own practice of making things happen has been breathwork because breathwork allows my soul, my intuition to amplify, to be plumped. Yes. And my mind, my own judgment of myself, judgment of others, and that that compilation or that energy that can surge from all of those limiting beliefs, quiet down. And it's so clear in that in that meditative kind of space and, and integrative as well. But med- from a meditative perspective, that's a piece for me that has just um, really highlighted and amplified what we really truly want and desire. Oh, a thousand percent. Breath work is such a powerful practice. I know it's huge for both you and I. We both use it on ourselves with our clients all over the place. And it's interesting because I forgot that I wanted to share this with you is this morning. I haven't done yoga for, I don't even know, maybe a year, maybe even a year close to it. I've gotten more back into strength training, which I love and the cardio, which I love and walking, which I love, but my body started saying like, I need you to stretch. I need you to stretch. I need you to stretch. And I have a yoga teacher that I just love online. And so I went back and it's more like gentle stretching than what I would consider like pretzel yoga. That's just not my jam. So I'm like a stretcher yoga type person. Yeah. But I feel (laughs) what I realize is that the breath is such a powerful part of yoga. In essence, it is the core of, of the yoga practice. So when I was sitting doing my yoga stretch today, I could hear the noise because it was such a quiet practice. I mean, my other one is like the, the music is amped up, like people are tossing dumbbells around the room, like the treadmill's running. It's just, it's very noisy. It's very activated, but yoga is so still and quiet that I could literally hear 
my thoughts, my thoughts, my busy noise thoughts moving through going, gosh, it's been a while, man, you should have been doing yoga longer. Oh my gosh, you're not good. And then I caught myself and went, wow, I'm judging. I'm judging myself for showing up and, and restarting a practice that I desire. Mm -hmm. And that to me is a roadblock in and of itself. Like you said, the judgment of when we can slow down and just be with our breath and you don't even need to do yoga. That's the beautiful thing about breath work is you can literally just lie down or sit anywhere and start slowing down the breath and activating the vagus nerve and breathing into your body. And you will hear yourself Mm -hmm. and how cruel you can be to yourself. There was, uh, yeah, there was um, some research that I did that there's 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day. Mm -hmm. And the, and the number of thoughts that are sweet, loving, kind, and positive was four, maybe. Right. And so if we notice that, right, that's the power of integrative breath because integrative breath throughout your day, whether it be just slowing your breath out of blow breath or, you know, any of it, I love power breath in and out through the nose, super slow, because I just feel grounded like a fire breathing dragon. And it just allows that space, everything else to quiet down. And I know that it impacts my nervous system. So it brings me from that sympathetic to the parasympathetic space. And I know that's what stress and anxiety does to our bodies. It's, you know, stress and anxiety adds to disease. And so when I think about that, in addition to right, everything else in the world, and when we think about what we want to make happen, I just, it feels so possible when we just break things down. And I feel like that's why I wanted to share this with you and why I feel like we were so excited and, and how, how the waves of growth happen, right? When you think about even, uh, you know, the waves, you know, waves kind of, they're big and then they kind of pull back from the, from the shore and then they come forward again, you know, the contractions of birth, it's like everything is like really, really tight before then, like the, the birth of, uh, of a baby and the, just the, um, it's so interesting that we don't always go Mach three forever to make things happen. That stillness and facing in the direction of mm-hmm. can be so impactful. Yes. Uh, I think that's one of the, my biggest takeaways of our, of our chat today is just facing the direction of and I, I imagine myself, I'm going to try this today because you and I both know a practice called tapping into your visceral yes and no. You guys, this is a practice of, and it takes time. I recommend working with a coach on this and through this, but it's a practice of asking yourself a series of yes questions, asking yourself a series of no questions, and knowing what that feel physically feels like in your body. Is it tingly? Is it contracted? Is it expanded? Is it warm? Is it cold? Is it light? Is it heavy? What is it in your body so that you can have this awareness around what is for you and what is what is not, or better yet, what you said, which direction you need to face right now, which direction you want to face right now. And so I'm going to try this practice today on my walk. I take an evening walk every single night around 4.30 and I'm going to walk outside my door. I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to slowly turn in different directions and see which way my body wants to face, which direction my body wants to go. 
And, you know, you can do this in the physical sense, but then also after you kind of not even mastered, but just gotten really clear on what it feels like in the physical sense, you can start doing this on an emotional, on a spiritual, on an energetic level to help you move forward in any aspect of your life. It's such a powerful, powerful practice. And that's kind of what I was going to ask you next, Cheryl, is when you feel these roadblocks popping up, and we just talked about it a little bit in the sense of breath work, are there any other ways in which you help yourself make the shift towards the forward breathwork for sure. I think the honesty and the courage together, because it's like, what do I, what do I want and desire? And just really, um, tapping into that. So sometimes journal, sometimes it's journaling. Sometimes it's listening to music. Sometimes it's just allowing that release, right? Doing some emotional clearing. I have some amazing playlists I've created that have some meaning to me. So, right. So, you know, we can, you know, share our own emotional clearing playlists, but there's nothing better than having a playlist that kind of takes you through your decades to be reminding you how amazing you are and just letting your body move, not dance, just like kind of go. And it really it's kind of like facing that direction, right? So when I think about breath, I think about movement, um, journaling, you know, so I'm not a, I wouldn't classify myself as one of like a journaler who journals every day, but gosh, when I, when I feel that draw, it's like, I, I don't have, um, I don't have control of the pen. It's the trust in my body that just spews and so that then I I really just take the time to listen without without that judgment I think the other piece for me that is so impactful as a connector is that self to others resourcing that self to others um, connection Mm. in that trusted space because I feed off of and I believe I provide an energetic reciprocity to others And I need that in my world. And so those are the pieces for me when I'm feeling that things feel heavy and hard. And I, there's like, wow. So breath movement. And sometimes that movement can actually be a run and kind of be exerted. Um, And then it's the permission. I feel like that's one of like, sometimes it's like, Ooh, I get to move today. What does my body want to do today? And so in the same way, I might not necessarily stand at the top of the stairs, shut my eyes and go, oh, am I going to go on the Peloton, the treadmill, I'm going outside or yoga. But it's just like, there's that conversation. There's the query. There's the sweetness. What do I, what do I get to do today? What do I want to do without, without the judgment? Um, so breath, movement, sound, um, and connection to others. That's just one of those big pieces and getting out into nature can just really set things. It's like, there's like so much abundance in the world and, and the abundance uh, and the certainty of a sunset, the certainty of a sunrise when everything else sometimes feels like too much or not enough. That's so so good. That groundedness. um, I couldn't agree with all of that more. Those would be all of my exact go-tos. And also uh, I was thinking about one more thing that I wanted to ask you about, which is interesting and it's totally fine if you don't, but I'm wondering, because this is something that I kind of come back to is, do you have any themes for 
the year that you kind of set for yourself or words that you lean on for the year. Every year, I kind of set like a couple of themes and words. And I know you've done that in the past. In fact, I may have even gotten that from you probably as my mentor, but is there anything that you're using this year to move yourself um, forward? Yes. Simple to simplify. I think, yeah, I just want everything to be easy, simple and in person, live and in person. And so I get to just really check into like, if this is something that I'm doing in an online space, is that end result going to allow me to be in person and live with them? And so even as simple as restarting in my podcast, as it all started very food and body in the real life freedom podcast, the breathe and blossom podcast is is going to blossom this spring. And it's in that essence of it's about as live as I can get without being on social. And there's like, I want the live interaction. I want to get voice notes. I want to have the DMs from the podcast place. So uh, simple and alive. And actually, as I say that, that's my live event in June is alive. The event it's like to feel alive, to be alive, to be in person with and everything just to be a little more simple. Oh, that's so, so beautiful. It's uh, maybe I took your word. I don't know, but I also have simple as my 2022 word, simple, unfiltered. So I just really Mm -hmm. wanted to be honest back to your honesty thing. I wanted to be really honest, really real, and really trust myself to use my voice in a way that is unfiltered. That's just like, this is who I am. I'm not afraid or I am, I am a little afraid sometimes, but I'm going to do it anyways. I'm going to have that courage. And then what was the third one? Simple. Oh, simple, unfiltered and memories. I can always lean on that. Is this something a, I'm going to remember or something that's going to create a memory for me? And if it's not something like having this conversation, this is memorable for me. I will remember this It's meaningful, meaningful memories is actually what I think I have on my vision board. And it's it's funny because I was in Florida uh, this past month with my parents and I was kind of beating myself up for taking what I would consider quote unquote, too much time. I was there for about 10 days and every day I would kind of force myself to get work done first before I had fun and do all the things and about two days in, I was like, nope, meaningful memories, meaningful memories over anything else. It's one of my words. And I, now I don't have any, any regret, but I can always lean on those words. So I'm glad that yours is alive and simple and just helping others do the same in their lives. You know what I love about that? And you even kind of touched on the word regret. One of the, one of my favorite books to read and to reflect on, which drives what I want to do. If I go back to the whole conversation of not that the top 10 regrets of the dying. Yeah. You know what? Um, That's an opening book. It talks about, um, but as I approach 50 so closely, it's like, I don't want to regret things. I don't want, I'm here. My children in the next 10 years now is not the time for me to be away from them, but I also get to live in alignment and I get to pay the mortgage and I get to do the thing and I get to take care of my body, but we don't regret on our deathbed research has shown and that book is so beautiful we we regret times we regret memories we get the place we regret the places that we didn't go we we regret the relationships we didn't build that we didn't pay attention to and most importantly it's our own happiness and our own body because our body is going to our physical body and the health of our physical body is going to determine the length 
and the quality of the life that we leave and live in in this world and in this life. So um, what's the name of that book again? It's the top five regrets of the dying. It's so good. It's so good. I mean, it's opening. I'm not going to lie. It's opening. And it just really, um, when you think about memories, there's this woman that was a, a school mom at in Victoria and she thought she beat cancer and didn't. And she just already, her husband had passed away three children, three boys, just like mine. And so she's, sharing memories that she's, she's in, she's in building memory mode with her three children. And I messaged her yesterday because I was like, I don't know if you remember me, but like, I see your post and I'm reminded that life is precious. Mm-hmm. Our time here on this earth is not a given and it's precious. And so in the heaviness and the uncertainty of the world, we do get to make things happen and we do get to take care of ourselves and we get to listen to that inner voice mm-hmm. and quiet the noise and just live. Um, yeah. That's beautiful. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, one of the things that I like to do if I'm having a, a rough run, a rough go of it, or just like one of those days, you know what I mean? Just one of those yeah. days, it just was filled and fueled with a lot of n- not this, <laughs> not <Yeah>. that, <laughs> right? And I allowed it to just pour in is I grab my phone. I don't go on social media. This is very important. I grab my phone and I click the photo button and I scroll mm-hmm. all the way back, way, 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 but keep scrolling until you can't scroll anymore and start looking at those memories because I guarantee the things that made you feel like crap, the not that's today, they're not yeah. in there. But the yeah. things that are in there, are the things that actually matter. And it's not the job that you have or that you don't have or the relationship that you have or you don't have or the this or the that. It's those memorable moments that are that have already happened and the ones that you can either choose to sit in the not that's or yeah. you can choose to move forward and make it happen. You can make those memories happen right now. You just have to say yes to yourself, right? Yeah. And I think to add to that is that to and we and we've talked lots about not bypassing those feelings either, right? Going from the 14 hours of being in the dark to 12 hours and just being okay, like learning. And sometimes that's that pendulation. That's that like I'm going to be uncomfortable and sad and and cry so that we actually can feel that joy and we can feel that bliss and just in, you know allowing that range and that spectrum of of feelings too uh reaching out right reaching out in those moments of feeling to you know should you want and desire that connection i mean there's so many there's so many tools that i practice because embodiment is everything yeah embodiment is everything and i think we both touched on it that doesn't mean that everything in my world is perfect all the time but wow, there's so much awareness and there's so much presence on this journey of mine. I couldn't imagine ending the growth at this point. So I am all about, I get stoked about making things happen. So yeah, there's so much possibility. Oh, me too. Um, I love to give our listeners um, what I call an alignment assignment, something to invite them to get curious around or practice this week. And if you don't have something, that's totally fine. But is there anything that came up in our conversation that you want to invite our listeners to try on for size this week? Yes, actually. Um, 
I've actually given this to as homework in a couple of my last uh, coaching sessions, one of my, some of my one-to-ones. So if in fact you're feeling, you've identified there was something that came alive for you or was activated when we spoke about picking or choosing one piece, I just want you to notice how you feel. So it's going to really build on that whole visceral conversation that you were talking about as well. So I have one, one woman that is really um, um, reconnecting and building communication with her husband and one that's not sure. These are both relationship ones. One that wasn't sure about um, how she feels about relationship with her, with, with, with her mom. And so the, the question, the query, the alignment assignment is just noticing how you feel when you're a, either around that person, when they speak to you in a certain way, whether you get a text, just noticing in your body, if that feels elevating, if that feels depleting, if that is annoying, is the word that I got from, from the today, is it annoying? And like, what did that, what was the annoying piece? How did you want to respond? And how can you, from alignment, the alignment assignment is what does that, what, how can you notice what you need, be honest about your truth? And then how can you communicate in some way? And the most beautiful things, this is what I love about all of this coaching and work and making it happen, is that it doesn't mean that you actually say something this week, this month. Maybe it's that you notice, and maybe it's in May that you decide that you say, I don't feel great when I hear you say that to me. I'm really annoyed and I'm wondering if there's a different way that we could say that. Can we talk about this? Or whatever the case may be, we start with listening to our body. That's noticing. Notice our body, alignment assignment. I love that. I love that because as you guys have been listening, you've had your one thing in mind that you want to move forward with. And if you just sit with that, concept for a couple minutes a day and notice how it makes you feel to just sit with it. Notice how it makes you feel. And if you feel like moving into that space of telling someone that safe, trusted person, notice how it makes you feel to say it to that person. Notice. Mm-hmm. So, so noticing what a great assignment. I love it so much. I love you so much. I'm so grateful for you. Where can they get more Cheryl in their life? I know you're trying to step back from social media a little bit, but you also have your live event coming up in Canada. So how can they tap into you as a resource? Yeah, for sure. So checking me out on Instagram, I know that that's, I am there um, at Cheryl, two L's, Howard Chuck. Um, and you'll have uh, the links there too. I also have a Podia community. And so every month I do a community free group breathwork and a group coaching. Um, So I will leave that link as well. And if in fact you are wanting, desiring to make it happen to come to a live event in June, 11, 12 in Victoria, BC, I am doing a live event, which is just going to be a weekend of wellness and just connection nourishing sweetness and we're really going to dive into more making things happen so it's going to be beautiful yes if you guys want to be led in person there cheryl is such an incredible resource to help you shift and make it make it all happen my closing question i have two just that i ask all my guests are what's one word others would use to describe you energized true. What's one thing you love most about yourself? I'm going to say the awareness because as much as I'm energized and like an extrovert and all those things, 
I've really fallen in love with my ability to slow down, not go so slow, not go so fast, and just really be more present. How I can be so animated and alive and just like, oh, like full on. And as soon as I start guiding a breathwork practice, it's just like this calm, grounded. It's like my ability to just both, both and, and just be so like on that spectrum. I just feel like it's just kind of a, it's a cool place that I never thought I'd be. Cause I always thought I was just that go getter yes. and mover and shaker and extrovert. And I'm a Gemini and I love that there's two parts of me and I'm finding the other part. I'm creating that connection to her, which is actually really freaking cool. As I say it out loud. It is so freaking cool. And last question is what's one thing that brings you joy? Oh, I'm going to say connection, connection to people. That's, that's my thing. I feel like whether that's, you know, like true connection, other true connection like this, like when we've had conversations like woman to woman, um, gosh, when you're talking about looking back at pictures, one of the things that is one of my amplification and plumpers in my world is looking back at my retreat photos. And I'm mm-hmm. sure it's just, just like oh, being in that energy and the true connections with either one of my boys, when it's just either one of them or all three of them, as we played, you know, like road hockey yesterday, just connection, true, unfiltered, not distracting connection. Yes. Ooh, that feels so, so good. I am so grateful for you. I know that this is going to help a lot of people in their choice to do something different in life and move forward. Um, And I can't wait for future conversations. You guys make sure that you follow Cheryl. Everything's in the show notes. And if you have any questions or want to share how you felt from your alignment assignment with us, send Cheryl a DM, send me a DM. Let us know what topics really hit home for you or what you want to hear next so we can come back and jam again. Have the most incredible day. Go out into the world, shine your light bright and live a limitless life. See you soon. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you love what you heard, please take a quick second to screenshot this episode and share it with someone that you know would love it. Connecting with you brings sunshine to my soul. So let's continue the conversation on Instagram at joyfullybe. Drop me a message, question, or share your own junk to joy story with me. Remember that joy is contagious. You can help me spread it by leaving a little buzz, aka a review, on Apple Podcast. To learn more about Cup of Joy the Podcast and my soulful services, visit cupofjoythepodcast.com. Chat soon.